G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz with episode 104 of the Outback Mind podcast. Thank you so much for joining in once again. This may be your first time here. Uh, I reckon it probably is for a lot of listeners uh, with this particular episode. Now, I've been waiting for the right opportunity to have a, a lady on to this podcast. So far, we've done 103 uh, interviews, uh, conversations with, uh, with gentlemen. Uh, and I've decided after 100 episodes that I'd like to, to bring some ladies on to talk about uh, their experiences with marriage, relationships, all the things uh, that go along with guys. Now, we really don't understand as guys what women go through. I, I, I really, really sincerely believe that. They, they go through a hell of a lot physically um, with cycles and all those sorts of things, but also we don't really understand their emotions, the way they see us, all those types of things. We see our behaviour as being uh, the only way, but um, a lot of us don't really understand the compassion that's needed to be able to be a successful partner, uh, boyfriend, husband, whatever it may be. And, you know, I want to try and bring people on like the beautiful guests that I have along today to talk about their past relationships, uh, to talk about what's worked, what what's hasn't, um, to be able to help people that are listening uh, to become more conscious with regards to that. Um, and I know there's a lot of women, well, women that listen to this podcast as well. So to be able to hear uh, the life experience of, of a beautiful lady that I have along with me today, Susan Ball, is a real gift and, an, and a privilege and an honour for me, but also uh, such a, a gift for the listeners out there. Susan's had an amazing career uh, professionally, but also uh, personally. Um, been married a couple of times. Um, she's with a, a partner now, which I just I see them and I know how aligned they are. And I think we're going to learn a lot from from that in, in its essence, like what Susan sort of learned through other relationships to be able to find where she is now. Susan, um, only two years ago, was told she had two days to live. She had a, a brain tumour that, uh, that needed to be removed um, uh, while she was living in Brisbane. And, um, and that sort of sent things into a bit of a tailspin. So... Fortunately for her, she had a friend that uh, was able to drive her down to Melbourne and have an operation. She was unable to fly, so she got there just in time. They removed the tumour. The operation was a success. Uh, since then, she's also had leukaemia and had to overcome that. But more importantly, Susan has just seen a, an opportunity to be able to embrace life um, in its essence, uh, to be able to see the beautiful gift that we all have in front of us that we don't often see and Susan will talk certainly about her journey, but also what she's learned since she's had these life-changing experiences over the last couple of years. Susan's written three books, um, The Universal Life Lessons, The Gift, uh, Gift of Your Greatness, and the, the, there's one coming out pretty soon called Caressing Karma. Now, I reckon the next book's going to be pretty awesome. We're going to talk about those books during the podcast as well on what, uh, what was behind all them, which is very, very deep. Susan's had an amazing journey. I'm sure, as I said, we're going to learn a lot from this conversation. Just want to make special mention to our, our primary partners. We have Green Nutritionals who provide green organic superfoods. If you're lacking something in your diet, uh, please check out their website, uh, greennutritionals.com.au. Pure Life Organic Sprouted Bakery. So I love this, this product. When 
grains in our bread are sprouted, the digestive process in our body works a lot better. Uh, when our digestion is working well, our, our mental health is, is much clearer. There's no doubt about that, but it's very um, seldomly discussed. So I really encourage you to check out their website, purelifebakery.com.au. Also, if you're looking to employ staff, uh, MacForce Australia, uh, help us out. Uh, I'm, I'm aligned with them. I do some work with MacForce, and they're an unbelievable ethical organisation that are doing great things. Um, so I'd really encourage you, if you're looking to employ someone or you're looking for work, please check out MacForce, M-A-C-F-O-R-C-E.com.au. Um, yeah, be grateful if you could uh, support these guys. All right. Sit back, listen to this conversation. Please share with uh, with anyone that you think uh, may be helpful. Uh, this this conversation may be helpful to. Uh, I really want to try and um, yeah support uh, Susan and and her beauty and uh, to be able to share her gifts with the world. And I really encourage you to pick uh, check out her books um, uh, once we've had the conversation to get a bit more information about her and her life. And the beautiful wisdom shared through her words. Susan Ball, welcome to the Outback Mind podcast. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. I've just been told I'm the first woman, and that's such an <laughs> honour. So thank you. Yeah, it is. I although it should, well, it's I shouldn't say it's an honour. So it's an honour for you. It's an honour for me to to have you here. Um, it's been something that I've <clears throat> I've been thinking about for quite a while. And I thought, yeah, well, I just have men coming on. That's probably a great thing. But now I thought, well. It's so important to have women to, to, to come on and share their experience, um, you know, throughout life and then also have their experience in relationships and what they've learned through that so men can actually understand, you know, a bit about what, uh, what women see and feel and think and their emotional uh, side of it. Um, you know, I think that's so important. There's no roadmap for relationships. There's no real education around there on how to do it really well. I wish there had been. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have signed up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that's We're true. doing it now, aren't we? Well, we are. And, and I hope this chat will, um, will reach a lot of people uh, and, you know, young people um, as well as older people because I think if people, young people can hear this before they commit into a relationship, you know, I think it's really important to have some awareness uh, from someone that's, that's, you know, gone through your journey uh, and to be able to be grateful for the uh, the things that uh, that may be more, um, uh, I suppose, profound beyond the material world and so forth, and what's really important in life. So, mm, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's all about love. We are love, and we're all human. And what we all want is to feel loved. So, it really, if we go back to that primary. Um, the way we started, we seem to have lost our way. And yeah. I think sometimes it's just a matter of saying, what would you do to the other person that if you wouldn't be happy with it, well, you don't treat someone. And so whether it's a male or a female, I think it's really important that you respect, first of all, and value what is important to them. Because if it is important to them, that's what makes them who they are. You don't want to diminish that. And it's so easy to actually see in a relationship, particularly where one or the other, so I'm not going to come from any any gender, I feel as though we're all equals, that one person's more dominant or they're actually taking away a passion from the other. You see the diminishing. And I find that quite sad. Mm. And if today we can share some of the, the lessons that perhaps we've all learned that might make a difference... That, I think, is the fundamental thing of awareness. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, um, I suppose, from a male's point of view, to be able to, um, 
you know, a lot of us role model our parents, um, what our parents did and so forth. And really that, that's, that's what it, it is in its essence. Like we just go from that, that lineage and tradition. And, you know, we, we have such a, a, a major um, issue with separation and that now that wasn't around maybe 30, 40, 50 years ago because people just stuck together because they thought they had to. Yes. Um, but really what this conversation um, is all about is trying to get it right as, as much as you possibly can from the beginning. So you, you have got a, a life full of joy rather than uh, disharmony, I suppose, at the end of the day. Correct. But if you're actually starting from disharmony, so I didn't get on with my father, mm. and it actually set me up for feeling that uh, men were not always approachable mm. and I never had brothers so for me the difficulty I had right up until quite recently is that I was always seeing a conflict rather than this wonderful cohesion and collaboration that I've got now mm. so it was you know from the very beginning I saw men as well, maybe they're too difficult or they're too hard or we have a different way of communicating. So I think I set up my own barrier, mm. but don't we all, if there is something that's happened to us, and Definitely. particularly in childhood. So we've got to overcome that. We've got to actually identify ways to overcome that. And what I've found is that, first of all, coming from a place of love, but having somebody that you really do communicate well with mm. without that communication it's really difficult mm. uh, so starting off with a value base that you're equal and then having good communication so mm. there's some of the things that I've learned but it took me a long time yeah, yeah. <laughs> just 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 uh, on that uh, obviously you know coming through your youth and uh, into adulthood you, you obviously met a partner then that you thought might have been the right person for you and do you remember do you remember back then what 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 was it sort of attracted you to that person and, and, uh, and so forth? Yeah. Well, it was puppy love because yeah. I married at 17. But because I didn't get on with my father, I needed to leave home. Mm. And I wanted to find a relationship that was loving and therefore I was searching for that. Mm. And when I found my first husband and we married, it was actually, we didn't really know enough about each other so when we had a daughter with a disability it was then our values were so different mm. it was and I still don't do anything but admire that he said he couldn't cope um, but the choice was Anna in a home or Anna in society and I chose mm. Anna in society mm. so that was the end of that marriage mm. and the second marriage I had was based on a, a beautiful soul as well but he absolutely adored my daughter with the disability. So mm. when she died, that marriage stopped. Mm. So my marriages have been based around other people. Mm. And now for the first time, I'm in a relationship where it's just me. And mm. it's just wonderful. Mm -hmm. I think, oh, it's just me. No one else is in that map. And that roadmap is still with me. But the map is now me mm. in a beautiful relationship with someone who sees me mm. and not all, yes. but just yes. me. Yes, yes, yeah, agree. And that's all enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I always say, um, and my, my fleeting, um, I suppose, uh, experience with relationships is uh, the relationship that you have should be really effortless. 
but you should know yourself well enough and know the other person uh, well enough just to to be coherent um, I always look at nature I look at two birds how yes. they've met each other and there's no thinking involved with all this stuff yeah. they just they just flow with things and mm. this is where we've got lost because we've got uh, too much above the shoulders uh, about uh, I can turn him into that or turn her into that or whatever it may be um, you know and have like a uh, um, I suppose a blueprint of what a person should be like but really the, the, the person should be someone that comes into your life that, that really um, is purely aligned with your heart and once once that happens then there's no real it's immediate yeah, it is it's immediate that's right absolutely mm. and, and I think we, we all have mm. that capability but there's a lot of baggage so what happens is if you've got all of that baggage it's difficult if you don't know who you are Let's just say, I would say in those two marriages, I really didn't know who I was. I married young for reasons that I thought were pure. And, you know, it finished in a way we're still friends to this very day, but it finished without, um, you know, the perfect happy ending. And the second Mm. marriage was also because I didn't know who I was and yet was based around the the issues that I I, I named before. Mm. But now I had time. So after the second marriage, I had time on my own. Mm. I actually found out, oh, who, who is Susan? Uh, who is Susan the person? Not yeah. the mother, not the wife, not the carer, not the professional. Who is Susan? And to be honest, it took a brain tumour and me just being told I had possibly two days to live when I had to get through all of that. I survived, clearly. But the point was, suddenly my job was gone a relationship that I was in at the time was gone. Everything that I knew had gone. And in a way, we almost need that. Mm. I don't think I would have seen what I see now. Mm. I wouldn't have seen nature. I wouldn't have appreciated writing. I wouldn't have appreciated being here with you now mm. and in Agnes Water uh, and with the man that I love mm. without that time. Mm. I needed that time for me. Mm. Now, once you know who you are, it makes a huge difference. You can actually do anything because yeah. you're actually already fine. Yes. And yeah. a person comes into your life, you don't actually need to be needy. Yeah. What you are is loving and it complements. And you don't want to deplete, you want to actually really embellish mm. both people's mm. lives. You That's know? right. Yeah, really, really add value and complement each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I needed that time. And I would suggest that is a lesson that we all need because we are very robotic. We're brought up to think we go to school nine to three, we then work nine to five, mm. uh, we then have children. We do all these things that what our parents did and their parents before mm. them. But actually, is that is that giving us time for us? Is it giving us the secret to absolute fulfillment and joy mm. and living in what I call total abundance? Yes. I wake up every day going, just listening to the birds, looking up in the sky, uh, walking and just watching absolutely the most simple things, but they're the most beautiful. Yeah. I couldn't have seen them before. No, that's true. And, and we don't see them. I've got to really recheck myself sometimes when my mind's at speed to actually come back to like, oh, okay, this is what's going on right now because um, I'll never get this moment again. You exactly. Know? Like your mind will always be taking you back or forward. That, that's really the way it works. But sometimes it takes wake-up calls like what you had to, uh, to, to help, you know, set that. Exactly. Again, yeah. Once you feel that, 
it doesn't require anything. You don't need to go and listen to bands or be out drinking or doing anything. Not that mm. I ever did drink, but, you know, that socialising, which I actually did find I enjoyed, not for the wrong reasons, mm. but the right reasons, I actually don't need now. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, that's interesting. So while I thought it was all normal, it kept me busy. And now mm. I don't need to be busy. Mm, mm, that's true. Tell me, um, you, you've had like a, a lot of things happen in your life. Um, obviously, uh, I want to talk more about your books as we, as we go along because I've just started reading the one that you've given me. And like, honestly, it's, it's one of those ones that you, you don't put down in a hurry, although I fall asleep quickly. So that, that's why, that's why <laughs> you, that's you're allowed to if yeah. you want to. <laughs> but, uh, but honestly, like I'm reading it and it's just it's so on point with regards to what's really relevant in modern life. Um, you know, and some of the things that yeah. the the the, the things that we're going to 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 um, encounter as as, as humans, yeah. to be able to like touch on them, I think is really important. But you've obviously had like some some things going on in your life which have you know obviously led to your first book and second one and now the latest one, which I think is going to be really powerful. But the first book you wrote was pretty much all about your daughter that you lost. That's correct, yeah. and her amazing life with an ability far beyond because she had a disability, but we just saw her yeah. with all these abilities. Because yeah. what we often forget is what we see as the norm. Well, what is the norm? Mm. You know, can't we just appreciate and embrace difference? Mm. So for me, that is what this is also about, is appreciating that everyone is different. Yeah, that's right. And not trying to change them. Yeah, and we're, 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 we're sent down... Um, uh, a corridor of expectations and judgment and comparison and all that, which is really wrong. Uh, I've had, I've been uncomfortable with that ever since I was a little fella because I, I just didn't fit into what they were trying to get me to do. And to be able to um, realise everyone's unique and to be able to realise the gifts that they have. So, so you were very you know, lucky and also Anna was very lucky to have you as a mother because she could pick up when you were young that you were really engaged with, mm. with her as an individual and what she actually had. Absolutely. And I had a second daughter and Claire lives in England. And I must say, uh, I lived there for about 10 years and in my professional um, capacity. And Claire still is a person that I'm wishing that her life would be easier, uh, but she's chosen a particular life. She has four children. And mm. even last night, like I was saying to you, I hear from her and there is absolute chaos in mm. her life. Mm. So I'd like to think that what I'm doing with Claire as a mother, which is supporting her as best I can in the way that I can from a distance, is going to help others as well because although I had a daughter who's no longer with me, I have a daughter mm. that still is alive. Yeah. I wouldn't suggest well, I would suggest that she's struggling. Yeah. So even with all the bells and whistles and your life is looking all good, there's always in every family someone that we need to look out for. And in my case, it's my daughter. Claire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, look, um, from what you've explained, obviously, and it's very common, um, Sometimes life is very difficult uh, and we get lost and we don't see the, 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 the real gifts of life because we're sort of caught in some form of trauma maybe that, that's holding us there. And um, yeah, it's, it's difficult because it sounds like um, you know, Claire does need some support and help and we spoke about that earlier to be able to be brave enough to say, yep, I'm not turning back, I've got to do this and be fearless about it to, to make those changes I think is really important. And um, 
as a mother, it's 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 probably difficult because uh, you you uh, want a certain um, uh, path for your child, but if they're not able to to be there, um, all you can do is really support them. Absolutely, but what is support? Yeah. So you've got to know what that is. Is it emotional support, financial support, or both? And from a distance, it's difficult because you're not physically there. Mm. There's nothing quite like, and I think everyone will agree, one-to-one. When you see somebody, you know, I'm looking into your eyes now. I can see you. Mm. I can feel this is, you know, a, a real connection. I'd like to think that if my daughter and I could connect, there would be an opportunity for us to work through things a bit better. Mm. Um, and, you know, our relationship is open, but it's also one where you hear the loved one struggling. You, you just want to fix them. But, mm. of course, it's for them to identify, as you say, yeah. I need fixing. Yes. And we all do at some point. Yep. Oh, no doubt. Look at it, um, you know, while you're speaking now, I remember my parents like trying to sort of push me a certain way when I was young and I was re- like maybe rebellious. Do you think at 37 is that still there in some way? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Claire's 37 and it's funny to think you were 37 when you went through your trauma and I feel mm. maybe do we all, like I said, mine, I was 60, what? three or four when yeah. I came off the wagon with my yeah. brain tumour. Yeah. So it was only then that I could see the light. Mm. So do we need to have these absolutely cathartic moments in mm. our lives that wake us up and we go, actually, what am I doing? Yeah. Because what happened, I found people that I didn't need in my life, even though they were lovely people, were no longer... I was able to say, I can start again. Maybe this is just me clean slate. And it may be that Claire is in that situation that once she has that epiphany, she is able mm. to make those choices. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's better that we make choices that give us the opportunity to improve our lives, not to say that our lives stagnate. We mm. need them to keep improving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting, like, like I don't want to use, like I can more possibly use Claire as an example, but... For a lot of adults, we sort of like find happiness in in a moment, mm. uh, and we think that's going to be like that forever. But looking at you know what is it truly that that it is that makes us feel happy? One thing that we've lost in modern society is connection with our heart. To be able to really sit with that on a daily basis, all external things are, are nice, but to be able to sit with the true true self and be able to tap into that. And when you've got that energy there, then 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 you will make the right decisions. But it's it's difficult because we've sort of been you know like taken off track considerably, um, you know as men and women and mm. and you know when we get into relationships we don't really understand appreciate too much about the other individual's um, past in some ways and what that might trigger and what that might bring mm. up later on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what happens is we're attracted to something in them or something that they've got. Oh, he's got a nice car, she's got a nice car, she's got this, he's got that, whatever. But really that, that, is, you know, that is impermanent. You've, if you've got the, the, the connection with the heart and your own soul, to be able to feel that fearlessly into another individual... I think is really the only way a relationship can be can be successful. It is totally, and those other things are superficial. And really, as you say, they will come unstuck mm. if you don't have that heart connection. So, yes, 
I think we all just need to know that there is a way forward and that is to find your supports around you, to be in with people who are going to, you know, give you encouragement and also to have in your own life space, like we were saying before, where you mm. can just go quietly into your own space. Mm. That can be quite painful too. Yeah, oh, big time, absolutely. But that's what it's about. And those pain triggers that you were talking about, I remember those when I first went with Phil, uh, little pain triggers and we both now... Have, we don't have them now yeah. because we recognise them. Yeah. And we go, yeah. oh, was that a pain trigger? Uh-huh. Yes. And although it sounds a bit light now, but at the time, being able, we were listening to Eckhart Toll tapes and he does refer to those pain triggers mm. and we actually don't acknowledge them enough mm. because they exist. Mm. And it's when you do something that spirals, you'll go, oh, hang on, that isn't your normal behaviour. Okay. That must have been a trigger. Do you want to talk about yeah, it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. And I wonder if, you know, that's the sort of conversation that um, my daughter and others in her situation would actually find helpful. What is it, is the, the trigger that actually comes up each time when there's a struggle? Mm. You know, who can they go to to share that and release that information so they can say, Oh, I'm lighter for it. Yes, that's right. Imagine if you could deal with that straight away oh. rather than drag it on. Oh, I know. I'd if something yes. didn't uh, go well with me, I'd, I'd shut down, you know. And then with a guy, you'd go and sit in the shed and booze, or you'd, uh, you know, try and mask it. And then all of a sudden, uh, two days, two or three days later, it might go away, but it'll always be there. Exactly. But to exactly. have those conversations early about okay, exactly what you said is a pain trigger, and then just then and manage it and observe it. Yes. Because it's it's yeah. it's really it's someone else's thought. Mm. Like it's something that's happened in our life, or something that mum or dad's and we passed all have on to them. us. We all have. Them. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of interesting because in our society, again, our Western society, we don't really have the ability to safely in a in a group talk about things unless it is a spiritual group of course Mm. but you know you think about it people like particularly men talk about sport everything but that's right yeah yeah and it's the way of which we've been brought up to think that's normal yeah let's call it you know whatever you want to call it but we're all human beings yeah so when there's emotion you can't put it down there it's got to come out at some point and in some way there's some of the domestic violence we're seeing you know happening now with what's going on with COVID it's clearly all of that you combine pain triggers with loss of income you know rentals skyrocketing Mm. all of these issues which I'm sure many people are experiencing it is enough to put you over that edge you've Mm. got to have some way to come back and go thank you I've got. I'm grateful for, and it might be one thing. Mm. Get back into grateful. Ah, I've got a beautiful wife. Mm. I know this is mess. Everything else is, but I've got a beautiful wife. Yeah. Now, if you can go back there, suddenly you're in heart space. Mm. That's right. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. To be able to like really, as I sort of mentioned before, to to sit with those emotions. So with heart math, we we talk about locking so sitting with the feeling of gratitude in with your heart what's that feel like when yep. that actually happens sitting with a feeling of um care with um compassion mm-hmm. um you know with those high levels of consciousness which are coming from your heart which is really what we're meant to be doing mm-hmm. as humans absolutely and that is it we're humans yeah male female we're humans and all we want is to be 
coming from a place of love and not hate, not, yeah. you know, yeah. conflict. Uh, and we're in a world of conflict right now, so yeah. all we can do is sprinkle stardust of love. That's how I see it. it may sound a little bit um, naff, but if we all go around and just care about each other, look as though the world is absolutely perfect, mm. well, those bubbles will just keep getting bigger. Yes. And it won't be the bubble they're talking about. It's the bubble of love. Yeah, yep. That's what we need. Yeah. Well, you know, and I guess we have the ability to be able to do these things uh, within ourselves on a daily basis and, and really everyone else will benefit from that if you're able to, you know, find that within yourself. Um, and this is why I really believe um, what, what I've been lucky to find over the last, you know, few years has been the importance of, of, of um, getting grounded every morning to be able to, to find that sense of, you know, what it's all about. So you're not as triggered or you're not as um, you know, emotional primarily yep. to un- really understand that there's a higher level of being rather than just the, uh, the external stuff which mm. gets in the road sometimes. Totally, and and that, that's yeah. obviously important with relationships too. Very you know, much to so. realise under- underlying love is there and there might be little speed bumps that come along the way. But if you're already strong mm. in yourself, I did four years of going to first light and seeing the sun come mm. up and just walk. I did that for four years before I came here. And, mm. and uh, Phil said to me the other day, oh, you're not doing first line. Well, it's funny. I don't think I need to. Yeah. When I'm ready, I will. But I actually feel so grounded that I've only just recently moved. But all of this is wood outside mm. of birds. Yeah. I actually feel already I'm in a space that says you're home. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I don't have to run, I don't have to walk, I don't have to go anywhere. Mm. <laughs> so I'm not suggesting everyone has that opportunity and I'm very grateful that I've got this opportunity. But the point is you can seek it, but once you've found it, you don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I guess the important um, thing to take away from, from, from that is to be able to really find what it is within yourself, which is totally. purely uh, in harmony with you, mm. so you can connect with that. Totally. And then, you know, and then the relationship and so forth will evolve as it's meant to because you'll be more aligned with the individual that, uh, that mm. comes along rather than trying to force something, um, you know, um, that's, that's probably not going to, to, to work. Uh, potentially, yeah. Well, I was in a unit where I came from and it was never going to feed uh, Phil's soul and therefore I've made a choice and it certainly wasn't influenced by Phil but I made a choice to come to Agnes Water, which is where he lives. So in my own space, uh, he's still absolutely as happy as ever Mm. on his still hill. So those are primary things which you only learn they're learned things. Mm. And when I saw that it wasn't a space that would actually provide us growth, mm. then for me, I just thought, I'll make the decision. And I had to ask my own heart. Mm. And I stayed in a place for one week, which was neither here nor there. It was actually not my previous home or my current home. Halfway between, for one week. Mm. And all I did is just made a creative, beautiful owl 
um, over many about 5,000 beads in about 50 hours but whilst I did that creative work I was asking myself questions what do I want mm. where do I want to go because physicality is not important mm. it's really about your heart your but I needed to make choices and that did require some steps that I had to take. Mm. It was very clear when I left, they're done. I'd done all mm. that work. Mm. So no one was around. And it's really mm. important because if you actually can have time that you just go, thank you very much. I mm. needed that. I now know what I'm going to do. Yeah. No clutter. There was no clutter. Yeah. And it was so clear and everything has manifested mm. since then. From then, that's right, yeah. And it's amazing when that when, when you do open that up like how things just evolve and appear you just go along it yes you trust it you don't question it and if it doesn't align then it's not right yes if it aligns then it's right and keep trusting yeah don't come off the rails at any point if you do that then you're not really truly absolutely in that core of coherence that Mm. says you know you Mm. are in the right Mm. place Mm. yeah yeah well said it's interesting susan um <clears throat> like you've had, um, well, you've you've written these books and and I, like as I said, what I what I've read so far is like really heart based. You know, it's coming from like wanting to give humanity knowledge mm. and wisdom that can help them. You know, and yes. I, I really believe the way we've been educated is really forcing against that in many ways. Totally. Um, it's totally. it's working against us. It's more fear based and domination and and greed and. You know, shame and all those sorts of lower levels of, of, of awareness and, and consciousness. So I know you worked um, at a high level um, with the Commonwealth for a while. Was that in alignment with you? Well, actually, if you have principles that are fundamentally your core values, no matter what you do, you shouldn't change. So when I worked in London and I worked as a consultant to the Commonwealth Foundation for a short time and I worked for the Prince's Trust, and but the point was it could have been so easy to lose those core values. Mm. And instead it was this is what our family value is, this is what we'd like to do. And we stayed at that particularly strong core values through the whole period from that there were several friends but generally a lot of people were very lost Mm. and I can't say that I found depth except for a very small handful uh, and some of whom were in India in fact the second book I honour Martha Farrell and she actually was um, shot Mm. by the Taliban Mm. she was one of the ladies that was working for an organisation in India that I got to know during that period and so it was an honour but after hearing of her death which was a month after my daughter's death I was paralysed for a time because I thought what do I do how do I deal with this and it's again how do we cope Mm. So one of the things with grief and loss is some people do writing, other people do journalism. And I met a lot of people in India when we did grief and loss seminars there after the death of Martha. And that is a whole range of amazing things happen because we're so pounded by, you know, something so that your grief is so big 
how do you give it back in a way that often is, like in my case, writing, mm. or in other cases, journalism or whatever it might be, starting up a foundation. Martha Farrell mm. has now got a foundation mm. in her honour. Mm, I read that. So um, it's all of these things which actually are given to us if we see them. At the time, you think, how can I really get out of this? I'm paralysed. Mm. And suddenly you find a way, and in my case, it was writing. Mm. So I'm not saying I'm a good writer. Mm. All I know is I was passionate and it yeah. came from the heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I know. Yeah, yeah. and that, that, that's, that's purely it. I think that's it in its essence, to be able to do things without any ego, without any um, expectation. Are you getting this out there because it's coming from, 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 from your truth and your heart, and that's really... Um, that that's that that's your experience, which is you know I've got the ability to be able to help um, so many people understand because they could they could probably feel that themselves. You yeah. Know, well, in than... India they don't talk about grief, yeah. and suddenly putting on these seminars, they were saying thank you very much. Mm. We really don't do that here. It's a bit like we were talking about men here. Yeah. They're not really able to share openly their emotions. So the same in India, there was this you can't talk about death. You know, you can't talk about loss and it's kind of mm. put under the carpet. Yeah, yeah. And I think it is here too somehow. Yeah. But the main thing is that we have an ability to get through whatever happens to us and come out the other side stronger. Mm. Mm. If we can do that, wow, it's a gift. You're right. And, and yeah, like I, I know there's a way through really any block. There's a challenge there. You've got to be able to, okay... How can I move through this and be able to fearlessly, you know, attack that? Exactly, exactly. Mm. But all I know is when you're faced with it, you're paralysed for a while and then hopefully you can get through that paralysis mm. and start making some inroads to something quite profound that you never even knew was in you. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, you, you, we have all these things uh, that we've got within us mm. um, that we, we don't access, you know. Um, and, and really the, 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 the real growth growth for us humans is to be discomfort like in discomfort discomfort because mm. when you are in discomfort that's when the real growth comes when you're consistently doing things that where you're comfortable then you can get a little bit sloppy and that can Correct. make you feel depressed and so forth then you start doubting and, and all those sorts of things um, and then you, you can end up um, you know, out of balance mm. um, but I know with my relationship um, uh, I was never really uh, sure about myself you know and um, and when we split up, I said no relationship for me for you know a long time. Mm. Like I need to get to know myself, um, and uh, you know that that was work. That was that there was physical body stuff, but also it was getting a uh, getting a lot of the self doubt you know come to the surface, so I could actually see why it was there, and mm -hmm. then be able to um, you know uh, say thank you for what you've taught me. You know, thank, thank you, I understand why I've had to go through this. Um, and then get to know myself at a deeper level. So when I am in a relationship with someone, I, it's coming from the right place rather than yeah. because of something, yes. you know. yeah. It's very important. And that time, as we said before, having that time that you had on your own mm. and also that time of just gratitude saying, I'm grateful for finding out who I am now. Yeah. And I think in our current world, don't you think with this world events suddenly we're finding people are just completely in you know a fear base mm. where if you come from a love base it can actually change everything to mm. feel 
we can get through this. That's right. It's we totally can get the opposite through of this, theory, isn't you know? it? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, all I know is the book that I've written is called Caressing Karma. Mm. And I'm hoping it just shares a beautiful love story uh, set in this current time and actually shows what you can do mm. through storytelling to actually come out the other side going, can do this and actually come from a place of love. Yeah. And once you do that, it may sound to some a little bit airy fairy, but actually, it is the principle of what I think will actually get us through. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Well, it's really the highest levels of consciousness which all the spiritual teachers, leaders talk about, isn't it? Really, to be able to live in that space, mm. be mm. at one with everything out yep. there, and then you know. I know when I walk into a supermarket, I'm in sort of conflict straight away. Once I like ease that and sort of uh, feel, um, you know, acceptance. So um, I, I guess with with my own experience with relationships, it's um, yeah. Look, there's no no hurry for it. I, I just think uh, as humans, male and female we have a friend that's in a relationship so we need to think we've got to follow suit or you know it's, it's always that 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 idea that if someone else is doing something we've got to do it too and i just think education really sort of pushes us down that pathway as well of um you know following what others are, are actually doing without actually listening to your own heart what your own heart's telling you and you know not having um any any worries about what other people may think i think is um is a real a real, um, uh, I suppose, source of knowing and understanding that we, we don't really tap into because once you really can live in that space of, of um, being able to accept who you are, then everything else doesn't really matter so much at the end of the day and you will attract the right friends and the right partner and the right people around you. Would you agree? Absolutely. In fact, I would suggest it's the first time that I haven't asked what people think. Uh, yeah. And in fact, all the feedback has been just naturally coming back. Oh, you know, you two really get on. It's wonderful to see you so happy. Mm. So it's actually quite different. Mm. You don't seek out asking questions. What do you think yeah. about my you know, partner? It's actually you are so happy that they can see it. Yeah. So when it is right, you don't seek out you actually feel totally right in yourself mm. and then you feel totally right in the relationship. Mm. So those two things go hand in hand and suddenly the rest doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's you're true. Right. So you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's good to know. And um, um, yeah, I just think that that's the journey. That, that's, mm. that's really... Um, the antidote to be able to live a joyful, happy, healthy, conscious, connected life is to, to, to get that um working for you and then all of a sudden life can can flow as it as, it, as it's meant to it's so easy be, be when a, it's a meant yeah. yeah no matter what's going on even if it's difficult it's easy if you know mm. what i mean mm. so it kind of is hand in hand that if you're already feeling good within yourself and that's mentally spiritually physically mm. and you're coming from a place from the heart then it is abundant mm. and somehow we've lost our way yeah. and we are guided in the opposite direction. Yeah, big time. And it's yeah. kind of like now televisions once upon a time were, you know, quite exciting and now they're actually a 
very dangerous piece of equipment yeah. because we don't know what's true and what isn't. Yeah, Possibly right. most of it isn't. Yes. I have no TV now. Mm, neither do I. And yeah. I don't even listen to the radio. And yeah. you, people might say, well, you mustn't know what's going yeah, on, do you? Yeah, yeah. And I just think, I find out what I need to, and mm. there's other means, as we know, of course. But, yeah, even electronically, we've got to learn that, and I'm guilty of putting Facebook photos up and mm. doing things like that. However, we're also become far too dependent on information technology. And, you know, when you hear countries like Cuba, it, they turned off, whether it's intentional or not, their IT systems and also their, their mobile phones. Now, just imagine... Mm, what it'd be like. What the yeah, world would look yeah, like. Yeah. You know, can you imagine the systems? For example, we ring up now. We don't get people. Often you get, would you like one for finance, <laughs> two for starting? A, yeah, yeah. Wait. No person until I'll just go operator, please. Yes. Eventually you get a person and you thank them very much mm, for being mm, a person. Mm. So we've gone to a point that all that has served us no longer serves us. Mm. You know, washing our dishes up by hand, which I now do. Uh, why put it in a dishwasher when you can talk to somebody and actually wash and dry it up? Mm. I really enjoy it now, yeah. talking to Phil. And I used to use a dryer. Um, I don't hear. And yet I was in perfectly good, you know, um, sunshine state before. But here I've decided don't do anything mm. you don't need. Yeah, yeah. And it's so easy. That's and it's, it's joyful yeah. putting clothes up on a line. I'm going, wow, mm. this is so nice. Yeah. And yet, fundamentally, it was what our parents did in many ways. But yeah. I think we need to just say, what is it that is joyful that can bring us back and mm. earth us? You know, Agreed. and that's what we've lost. I agree. Yep. Uh, that, 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 that is in its essence is it because we've been so denatured over the last 50 years. Absolutely. Yeah. And here we also, and I'm guilty of this, going overseas every year for, say, 10, 15 years um, and now not being able to, mm. I'm actually so relieved. Mm. Yeah. And I know that sounds selfish, but I just see it that there's so much to appreciate here. Mm. There's so much to understand that that was a way of life that we had and to be grateful for it. Mm. But to be grateful for now is that, for the moment, it's not available. Mm, that's true. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but see, uh, the, the, the problems that we have with mental health primarily is we've just been able to access so much and uh, we have um, expectation. When that expectation is not met, we, we, we get depressed primarily, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, like think about the, the simple stuff and those high levels of consciousness like you mentioned. To be able to tap more into them, all the other stuff doesn't really matter. You know, talking about um, radio and TV, like getting put into fear in the first five minutes of your day mm. is uh, what a lot of people do. Mm. You know, they, and it's not their fault. No, that's right. They yeah. are doing what we've always done. Mm. So suddenly it's actually the whole media has mm. changed into the mm. woke media, which what is real? And someone like, you know, Julian Assange, who we don't hear of anymore, mm. who I know... You know, WikiLeaks was quite controversial at the time. But what a pity we don't have him now mm. because we could really do with someone yeah. you'd know who's honest. Yes, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think now it is you've just got to keep the trust to what you can within your own realm, I call it, 
keep that trust and go, thank you for mm. those that I can trust. Yes. And then the rest you just have to let go. Yes, yeah, that's right. But really also a lot of those people in these, in these areas, it's become competitive. Media is so competitive. When we were young, there was a few radio channels and there was a couple of media channels on TV, but now it's like they're all trying to get, you know, something out there and, and then trying to get the, um, the ratings and all that, which is working against, you know, humanity. Totally. And it's also so, how can I put it? Often there's grammar and spelling mistakes and it's so, there's so no pride in the fact that it's good reporting mm. with good writing uh with absolutely you know very high quality information now it's none of that mm. none of it mm. so what you're reading is rubbish and therefore accepting that rubbish is what you're expected to think is what you need yeah, to know that's right it's a totally different ball game to what it used to be no so therefore by as you say not listening to that first five minutes of the day and you do find out what is going in your region or what might be relevant to where your family is mm. when you need to yes that's right it's available to you through other means yeah but see i talk about this a lot like you know this morning the sun came up it'll go down tonight like it always says nature's working to give us all this 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 beauty yes but we're working against it because we're caught in our minds too much of all this other stuff the more we can do to reconnect with all that stuff will actually give you more of a sense of joy and, and wonder and then you can start to really observe what life is all about and you won't need the distractions of, of having to tune into this sort of stuff exactly. that can take you away from yourself uh, in many ways yeah exactly well at night we go for walks, we look at the stars, we look at the sun. Unfortunately, we're near the ocean, so we can look at the ocean. But it's also the bush. Anything we find day or night is available. Mm. We just forgot. Yeah, that's right. We've forgotten. That's exactly right. <laughs> to, to reconnect to that is uh, yeah. is it's an opportunity to do that now. And I think more people will start to become more aware of what's so. important. and yeah. conscious. So how can people get hold of um, your books well, actually, uh, Universal Life Lessons is actually a website, so www.universallifelessons.com. Yeah. Uh, and also, you can order the first and second book that way, but the third one's just about to be released in October, and it will also, I'll update my website, mm. and it will be through all the platforms, Amazon, and it will be ebook and a hard cover. Yeah. Yeah. So, so on the website, people can learn a bit about you and, and your journey and so forth as well? Yeah, yeah, as I say now, I feel it's the message rather than about me. Yeah, of course. I, I think yeah. the message is the lessons that we all learn, can we share them? Mm. That's the essence of mm. it. Mm. Because, you know, you think about the Indigenous people, they're storytellers. Yeah. They've got what we needed a long yeah, time ago. that's right. And if we go back to country and, as we said, nature, spirit, uh, we could actually find ourselves. Mm, yeah, which would I agree. Be, I think a beautiful place. Yeah, yeah, oh, oh, <laughs> a new Nirvana. <laughs> yes, it, that, that's true. I just hope um, you know people listening to this can can take some of that wisdom and uh, and and those simple things that, that don't cost a cent at the end of the day. Um, and to be able to connect with you, I think is is really important. So to be able to check out that website and um, can people contact you if they wanted to through that. Yes, they can. There's um, a Gmail, universallifelessons at gmail.com. More than happy if anybody wants to send me an email. 
And uh, I think the main thing is if you feel that you'd like to reach out, my story is like everybody else's story. You know, we all have something that we can learn from each mm, other. You that's know? right. So I don't see myself as exceptional. I see myself as being an, a person that I feel blessed that I'm still alive. Mm. I've had so many close encounters that I nearly wasn't here. So if I can actually now give back, then in any way that I can, which includes doing the books, but it's also about sharing knowledge. Mm, that's true. That, that's that's beautiful. So, mm. yeah, I'm really grateful um, that uh, the people listen into this, but also, you know, you've been so kind to be able to come on and, and share your, your, your journey, which is only like a small part of, you know, what you've... Uh, what you've um, lived up until now, and obviously the books have got such a profound... Um, I suppose, ability to be able to help people sort of become a bit more aware in many ways. And I really encourage people to, to, to have a look at them. But, um, you know, you've only got uh, uh, a small part of your life that's, that's there to be able to reach out for you, to you for some wisdom. I think it's really important. And, you know, this, you're 66 now? I'll be 66 in a couple of weeks. Right. And I feel as though every minute is mm. like gold and that's what we've got to treasure yeah so we don't need to have the close encounters to actually find that most mm. most of us do and i'm one of them so my takeaway is that every minute is all of your life to bring it to what it is now, now. and actually go thank you yeah no matter how bad it was or is then go what can i do to bring this to this moment now and make me what i am and my fullness of me. Mm. And if you can do that, it sounds like it could be easy, but it's the hardest thing in the world. Mm. But once you've done it, it suddenly the world becomes not in this sort of restricted type of uh, what we've been brought up with, but this as wide and as big as you want it to be. That's right. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds, you're right, it sounds easy, but being able to do it for a little bit each day and then be able to build up on that, um, without sort of having um, uh, a brain tumour or having something go on yes. in our lives to give us a Try kick, to avoid kick, that. kick in the arse. You know? <laughs> it's actually there. And, and to be able to tap into that, I think, on a daily basis is really important. So getting back to the simple things, getting back to knowing yourself and getting back to knowing the heart will be a profound, um, uh, I suppose, diversion to get to know yourself better, but also to, to get to know uh, yourself in a relationship better once uh, once that appears and happens. So. Oh, and when you're in that beautiful space, like at the end of this, go to your partner and say, thank you. Yeah. It's surprising, just thank you can make such a difference. Big time. And those little things, or whatever it might be that you know will touch the other person emotionally, give that as a gift because it's the most beautiful thing you can do. Mm, agree. Well, Susan, thank you very much. My it's pleasure. It's been, been, been awesome having a chat. And uh, I, as I said earlier, I hope you can share this with some people that may find it helpful. And, um, yeah, there's some, some real wisdom in this conversation that I'm sure will help uh, young and old. So thank you very it's much. It's been wonderful. Thank you for the opportunity. All thank right. you.